Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Sassel. Hello, Olivia. I've just realised that um, I think every time I've done the podcast recently, I've been saying living and longing in the intro the opposite way around that we used to say it. The world is upside down. (laughs) Wait, which way do I say it? And which way is... You just said it as longing and then living or living and then long. I don't know. And I don't know which one it's supposed to be. And who cares? (laughs) We must consult the record books. um, Because this is is an oversight for our (laughs) continuity. No, I like it. I think it's good to mix it up um, and to let everyone know that, you know, we don't, you know, it, you, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can, you can live, you can long, you can long, you can live. I mean, you're lucky if you're doing any of that at the moment. So <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, and on that note, so how are you? How's your week been? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm just, I suppose, struggling to uh, feel like I have a foothold in terms of, um, you know, planning stuff, looking forward to stuff, all of those usual things. We were just kind of um, philosophizing off mic earlier about this. And it's probably like the exact same conversation that like millions and millions of people are having. But I guess just the longer it goes on, the harder it is to keep any kind of, I don't know, any kind of, like you can't really have an attitude to something that's like constantly changing and you can't really have like a game plan for something that's constantly changing. And um, I'm not a very like roll with the punches type of person. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm, yeah, struggling with it a bit this week. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I'm definitely uh, uh, doing the thing of, ignoring all my feelings about it because otherwise it would uh, maybe completely break me so you know <laughs> it's 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 hard it's hard to know what is like how to feel about things what to do about things and you know we both said we, we are people who love to as you might know from this very podcast long for things and it's very hard to sort of even long for things that may potentially take place in the future when you don't know when that future is or what that future looks like so yeah no it's it's a it's a tough time um and uh <laughs> and that is all i have to say on that i think it's uh there's not much more you can really say apart from um you know let's just keep talking to this microphone every now and then and yes pretend that at least that is normal well i'm at least trying to pretend that some aspects of the future are normal which brings me to my longing for which is obviously like when we uh look ahead and you know everyone's saying it's going to be a very long winter da, 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 da. um there is one port in a storm as we know which is and always is christmas um but obviously you know this year there's a lot of stress associated with that for many different and varied reasons but i was just trying to kind of find find ways to sort of like punctuate the year with like nice things to think about um so that the future is not always just like this storm cloud in my mind yeah so what i've decided to think about is yes it's long winter yes everything is uncertain but hopefully at some point there is going to be christmas food there it do you know what there will be 
come hell or high water, Olivia Taylor, there will be a prawn ring. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not hopeful, if that's not joy, then I don't know what is. Yeah, I feel like an Iceland prawn ring could easily survive any kind of dystopia. Um, So I think you're completely right. And that has cheered me more than you'll know. Oh, well, I do love to spread the festive cheer at all times. Yeah. I mean, I do like I do like a Christmas sausage. Oh, um, lovely! Mm. And I do really like bread sauce. I'm into that in a big way. And then when they like, I don't make my own because can't be can't be bothered. But um, when they like sell it in the pots, I like oh. buy buy loads of that and put it in the freezer. Oh, I've never had it from a pot. I've always had it homemade, and it's the only time of the year we ever have it is Christmas Day, and it's like such a treat to like behold the the bread sauce. It, I've, yeah, I've, I've never made it. I bet it's is it easy to make. It's very easy. Yeah. Okay, maybe this year I should I should make it. Yes, twenty twenty like, is the year of crafting. Get get get, get your bread making. Bread making. Yeah, that, bread sauce making. that can be my Christmas goal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, and I've decided I would quite like to buy. Do you remember when you were a kid and you used to have those like um, those like Cadbury's Christmas decorations that you could put on the tree and they were like chocolate like baubles and they'd be yeah. like in the shape of presents or like I don't know baubles or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I've decided I want to get those. Yes, you should have those. Any small way of having, you know joyful and you know sort of retro experiences i want it yeah i think that's what um the next few months are going to be about really trying to grab those little things and uh uh hang on to them as as moments of joy i totally agree um i've already decided that i will i mean and i usually do but that i really will have the opportunity this year to full Full on Tom Daly swan dive into Christmas, and um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch so many Christmas films. I'm going to eat so much stupid food, like and make loads of stupid food as well. And like um, we, when I went to Cornwall the other month, um, we had the most amazing sausage rolls from this bakery. And I said to my Mm -hmm. brother-in-law that I would endeavour to make the exact same sausage roll for christmas so oh, that's yeah. my goal sausage 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 rolls just like in in quality street tins yes that that is the christmas spirit oh, it's <laughs> don't you're getting me all like uh jittery got stuck right okay well what um, are you living for <laughs> <laughs> um, oh and also speaking of um christmas there is going to be that new Dolly Parton Christmas film. And if that is not something to look forward to, then I don't know what is. That is definitely a longing for Holly Dolly Christmas. I think it's called something like that. Fab. Um, (laughs) And I am living for, and I'm cheered by the fact that um, production has started on season three of Pose. That is so funny. That was going to be, uh my my living for as well and then i just thought of something else as so i was like oh but i saw that today and thought oh that could be a living for <laughs> but yes no that's a that's yeah. a good one i mean i don't know how they're managing to to do it because i also heard at the same time that um the, the fourth and final season of glow has been cancelled because of covid and it was initially commissioned but because of the close proximity that they all working so obviously it's about like wrestling 
they, uh, I think after maybe two or three weeks of filming, decided that they couldn't um, sustain it and they were worried about the safety of like the cast and the crew. So they had to they had to cancel the whole show, which is a shame because this was meant to be the last series. So they'll be like, yeah, it has ended in a weird way, I think. Yeah, that's odd. I wonder if that's uh, like um, the whole truth or if there is sort of like it's more about some budget things as well. Um, what? I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Because the budget's changed because of like all the extra stuff that has to be done, how much, you know, like how much longer it takes to record, like and everything and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Like I do, because you got to do so much more extra stuff to keep people like, covid safe like i was seeing i saw the other day on instagram or something from some of the the stars of my favorite batshit show riverdale that um <laughs> they have to like wash their mouths out like but in between every take of like a, a makeout scene like a kissing scene yeah so i've been i've been reading about riverdale riverdale snogs as well it seems <laughs> to be on the blogs at the moment blogs and snogs yeah <laughs> and there's plenty of them there's loads of them in that show i'll tell you I know you're editing this one, but if you don't call this episode Blogs and Snogs, then <laughs> I will quit the podcast. Uh, note to self, Blogs and Snogs. Yeah, I mean, truly, what more could we want an episode to be called? Okay. I think that we've said what more could we want about eight times since this has started. And I think it says a lot for our mental state that we're just like trying to find the silver linings playbook of like absolutely everything which is 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 cute for our brains but also it's it's kind of sad isn't it <laughs> yeah i would love to have a tally of how many times we've said what more could we want and like various other things that we say love that for us etc like since the dawn of time because i love to like think about how uh, much something has been said or done and um, my housemate Adam we always talk about the fact that we would love to like well not love it would be horrible but like to go to this big huge like warehouse where yeah. um, every single like type of one type of food or like you that you've ever eaten is like stacked up so like all the past you've ever eaten all the cheese all <laughs> all the beers you've ever drunk or whatever they're all in these huge piles and you get to, like a weird like mass mass like uh Gillian McKeith table of like what you eat <laughs> I just oh think that was an interesting God. thing to think about and I'm, I'm always like what would be yeah. the number one what would be the tallest pile but what how would how would the piles be um how would the piles be sort of like s- spread out so for example say um say one of the things that you've eaten is a spaghetti bolognese would it yeah. be like like plates of spaghetti bolognese one after the other or would it be like some mints or lentils some spaghetti some cheese like what would it be so i'm glad you asked because we did think about this that would be um <laughs> like you'd have a pasta pile and you'd have like a bolognese pile because bolognese is like one sort of thing maybe okay. and pasta is definitely one you have to have a pasta pile because basically that's probably the highest pile <laughs> that's the one i want to yeah, see that <laughs> is then a grated cheese pile so um yeah this is just the kind of things that i like to do to fill my time Uh, (laughs) yeah i think i think pasta would definitely be my biggest pile absolutely what a pile what a pile to behold and tea bags 
yeah that's a good one tea bags didn't think about that when we talked about it initially i'll bring that up to the group focus group see what we think <laughs> oh God, yeah, I'm completely, like, completely like delusional a weirdly a weirdly speci- specific black mirror episode i think yes absolutely um and if anyone's going to be in black mirror it's Gillian mckeith <laughs> Uh, and apart from longing to see Jilly McKeith in a Black Mirror episode, I am also longing for, actually, no, I'm going to do my living first. It's very quick. It's simple. But my housemates are back from an extended trip they took. And it is lovely to not be in the flat alone anymore. Oh, reunited. Have- yeah, reunited. And doesn't it feel good? Um, you know, some conversations. Imagine them. Um, you know, meals I haven't cooked myself. Love it. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's just nice to have them back. I'm living for it. Why not um, say that? Um, And I am longing for. So yeah, I mean, so like as we have been talking about, there's really not many things to look forward to. Um, However, there is a very large change occurring in my life um, the week this episode goes out. Um, When this episode goes out, I will have but two days left at my job. Uh, which is yeah exciting a bit sort of crazy at this time but necessary she keeps telling herself and (laughs) uh, (laughs) I am very excited for the sort of next chapter whether that's because I'm actually excited because anything's going to happen or whether it's just about it's something different which is quite nice isn't it so variety is the spice of life totally yeah so i am longing to walk out that door what is like what are some of the first things you've thought about doing in the in the working hours well in the hours that you would usually be working like how do you want to reattribute that time yeah so i will be focusing on a specific writing project that i have my little little fingers in um and uh just really trying to like make a schedule of doing creative writing like actual work that is around writing like treating it like a job you know like giving it the time that's that time over to it yeah um and i do actually feel in my in my bones like that i'm actually gonna do that this time so that feels quite good because <laughs> i've never really mm-hmm. felt like that before um i've always sort of tried yeah. but not believed i would do it or believe in myself to do it but now I do so hopefully it will garner some results who knows um so that's mainly what I'll be doing and then also uh one million test kitchens to get that sausage roll correct (laughs) for Christmas oh yeah (laughs) so um are you are you a sausage roll purist or do you add any add any sort of non-traditional ingredients oh I I like an add-on which is what this sausage roll was this sausage roll had a chutney in um and oh. it was stun- stunning um and often at christmas we'll make we'll have traditional sausage rolls which my grandma always makes and then we'll do some that have like mango chutney in which are so nice as well so yeah I, I'm, I'm all about try some bits why not why not what about you mm. what about me what are you a sausage roll purist oh right um <laughs> <laughs> no i'm no i'm not i'll 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 take them as they come definitely. okay yeah um right. i love the sound of that chutney one i actually saw um one that was like 
it was on TikTok, obviously, food TikTok. And um, it was inspired by, so the woman who's making it um, was, was like saying that she wanted to make a sausage roll that was in, inspired by her East Asian heritage. So she kind of like blended ingredients that you would get in maybe like a sort of pork dumpling but into a sausage roll Mm. so there was like sesame oil and like spring onion and those sorts of like yeah ginger those kinds of like flavors but obviously instead of it being in like a wonton it was like a sausage roll that sounds great yeah Yeah. maybe that's on the menu this year okay yeah why not (laughs) so olivia i'm harking back to one of our aged old favorite segments and that is we haven't been here for a while it's been gathering dust that's right it's sports corner it's sports news <laughs> oh sports news oh, i've missed this okay. it's so long yeah oh this has been really nice thanks yeah. for bringing this back didn't we call it sporty spice actually it's sporty spice yeah. time yeah okay yeah. sporty spice um so uh, in the past week, um, I just saw this story and I thought it was interesting and relevant to the sort of bits that we talk about. Um, so in the um, USL, which is like the America, the North American like football equivalent of the Premier League, um, during a game between the San Diego Loyals and the Arizona, what they called Arizona, Arizona's Phoenix Rising such uh, great names for football, for football teams. Um, there was an incident in which one of the Arizona players uh, directed a gay slur at an very, an, one of the only openly gay um, football players from San Diego uh, and one of the only openly open football players in the USL. And, you know, there aren't many in many uh, men's sports particularly. So, uh, yeah, they directed a, a, homophobic, a homophobic slur at him um, and then the coach of that team um, sort of like was talking to the ref and being like, that's not on, we have to get rid of this out of our sport, blah, 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 blah. And the ref and the coach from the other team were pretending that they didn't know the slur, which is just not correct. Like they definitely know what it is. Like they've heard it before. I'm not saying what it is, but, um, and they uh, were like, oh, you know, it's just, oh, like, you know, it just happens or whatever. And this coach from San Diego Loyals was like, no, that is not okay. Like, we are not standing for it. And eventually they walked off. They abandoned the match and they walked off in protest because nothing was being done about it and people weren't taking it seriously. And I just wanted to give a little uh, thumbs up to them for that stand and that action and actually being like, nope fuck this we're not having it and they abandon the game because i think a lot of times in sport they're like oh we wouldn't want to abandon the game you know it's too like the sport yeah. must go on but like no they took the the stand and they walked off and i think that is great that is great and like you say it is uh it really does mark that kind of line in the sand because it's like people can denounce certain actions but yeah it never it will it often doesn't come um above the game and yeah, it's absolutely. Nice. It's nice to see that, you know, it's nice to see that that person's um, humanity and um, integrity was prioritised. Absolutely, yeah. So love to see it. And then pr- uh, pr- post that, the player who uh, directed the slur has been uh, reprimanded and banned, like had a 
a band for six weeks or something, which is, you know, at least something. So I think you're right. It, it, it shows drawing a line of sand and people are not going to stand for this and it will hopefully not continue to happen much in the future. So yeah, that's just my little bit of Sporty Spice for you. Thank you so much. Um, we love to have that segment back and do let us know if um, Sporty Spice will be returning to the podcast next week. I'll keep, I'll keep tabs on her, yeah. So have you read anything half the news desk, Olivia? Any articles, any news? Um, I read an article this week in Vogue by journalist Bella Mackey, who you might know from um, her like running um, book. She had a book she had about running. I've forgotten what it's called, but it's about how she um, uses running to help her with uh, managing mental health. And um, yeah, she writes in Vogue and she writes basically everywhere, really. Um, but she wrote an article in Vogue this week, um, which is about friendship. And it's entitled, After Eight Months of Isolation, What Have I Learned About Friendship? This year, it's been fascinating to realise whose embrace I crave and who I don't think about at all. The answers have sometimes surprised me. So I wanted to kind of ask you, I mean, in the article, um, she goes on to kind of um, explore how she thought she was going to feel going into lockdown and as the dust began to settle and as time sort of moved on and she's sort of changing as a person, how her attitude to friendship has changed in general, but also obviously has been massively affected by the pandemic and the restrictions that come along with it. Um, And about how, how we sort of change as we get older where we might not necessarily need to have that like five hour long nightly chats with our best 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 friend and how friendships kind of mutate and change over time um but I wanted to ask you how you feel about friendships in lockdown and about kind of how you have how you have navigated it both in terms of like coming into hashtag this is 30 but also under the kind of context of the restrictions that we're living in I guess yeah yeah sure um yeah I think I've, I've had so many thoughts and feelings about my friendships and stuff and over this time um which I think you know most people have is it's a time to think about everything a thousand times more than usual um and like I think initially I was like, right, yeah, uh, you know, doing all these things with friends online and blah, 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 blah. And everyone was sort of, you know, in the proper like peak of like Zoom quizzes, et cetera, and like really diving into it. Then I definitely did a thing where I think coupled with my own sort of um, mental health issues, et cetera, I kind of like pushed everyone away in a sense not not like actively but I definitely was not maybe engaging as much and stuff because I was like it's too like difficult to even like think about my friends because can't do anything with them and like it's too sad to me um and I think I have I do have a habit of just like completely shutting down from all aspects of life where possible if I can you know like really minimizing and stuff and then I sort of realized that I felt really really shit obviously um and I was like why do I feel so shit and then I was like all right I've like not talked to any of my friends in like an in-depth way I think this is like when we we took a bit of a break from um 
doing the pod for a couple of few weeks or something and I basically spoke to like no one for <laughs> a few weeks that was that was in the beginning when you had COVID and you were ill as well yes yeah that's true um uh yes a- alleged COVID probably um well yeah alleged TM COVID whatever. yeah yeah to be to be determined if it was COVID but probably um yeah and um I was like god I feel so bad and then I realized that like I'd had a sort of bunch of texts I'd never responded to and I'd like not really talked to anyone. And then I was like, right. And then I like had a few couple conversations with people and was like, oh, and now I feel so much better and so much more like a human because I've remembered that I do have friends that actually they can make me feel good. And um, then I was like, right, well, you need to like remember that because I still do tend to push to the other side and then be like, no, you must remember. And actually doing this during the podcast like once a week or once every couple of weeks when we have you know the time to do and stuff and when we're we're not busy doing other bits and stuff has been like such a like pour in the storm like I know every week I will talk to you for a bit and like we'll catch up on stuff and then we'll like just chat some shit and it's so nice and like uh yeah very very grateful for for you and the podcast (laughs) so um yeah but it has been really hard and to, I think I've learned as well that I do rely on being able to actually sort of be around people to feel um, like physically, maybe, um, to like feel like myself, maybe a bit, but then also kind of not. And I feel like I've adapted quite well to just lots of online chat and stuff like that. I think uh unfortunately unfortunately like my my uh childhood I spent a lot of time leaving friends and never really seeing them again or only talking to them every now and then and then basically them dropping off and so therefore I feel like in this I felt like oh it's just that again it's fine (laughs) but actually it's it's not and I and I want to sustain those friendships so you know more work has to be put in maybe (laughs) yeah I don't know I haven't really thought about this you're making me like I feel like I'm doing therapy now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway what about you no thank you I I definitely feel the same like read the the podcast and I also know that yeah probably um you know you're you're like one of my closest mates but I also know like how you be and I know that, like, I probably wouldn't get to have this time with you if we didn't do this. Oh, God, like, yeah. <laughs> not, because, not because of, like, obviously, if we could hang out and there wasn't COVID, then we would hang out. Um, but, like, I think, you know, probably, like, your preferred, and most people's preferred is obviously, like, IRL. And then if it can't be IRL, then see you kind in of, a bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's my default. That, yeah. But obviously, like, this has meant that that can't happen which is nice and we know that like whatever we have going on in the week like we pretty much have this which has been really good I think that I think that I'm I probably work the opposite way um to you that if I feel like I'm far from someone then I'll try and like scurry after them to like make it fine um which can be good and bad so um but I think what this experience has has taught me which is kind of teaching us a similar thing but in the complete opposite way because of a different kind of personality type is that actually like 
I've put in the 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 woman hours, let's say, um, into friendships and relationships and things over the years and you know, whatever time I've known people who are close to me in my life, that it means that those relationships exist and persist even in this scenario and it you don't have to constantly be you know feeling like you have to to cover every single base and that everybody's topped up enough and that you're being the best possible friend to every every person that you can possibly be in every single way because it's not possible and also our lives at this age are going in completely different directions with, with me and a lot of my friends and you know, a lot of them are married, have kids, have different things going on now. So it's, it's, I think, I think it's kind of pulled that into a more stark relief in a way that is actually um, positive and affirming for me rather than the opposite. And it's made me feel like I have a bit more of a sense of ease with that um, than I did. And I don't know why that's happened, but I think, yeah, I think it's just reminded me that like, actually I do I do pride myself on my friendships like my friendships are like my most proudest thing I think that obviously we've been so distanced from each other in so many ways that having that sort of bedrock and knowing that that's not going anywhere in this scenario has been um a a really sort of positive reminder I suppose yeah so, definitely and yeah. there's always gonna, there's, there's always going to be friends that that are better in real life and you're not going to pick up the phone and speak to them for ages and like but I think that in a way that maybe I would have struggled with in my early 20s I have like peace with that now and that I know that there isn't something to prove there because there's been such a long you know there's been such a long time and there's been so much kind of uh water under the bridge I guess yeah so that that's that's sort of where I am leaning it doesn't mean that I don't obviously like miss my mates like I definitely do but I don't feel that friendships are being threatened because of this situation like I feel like they exist and will exist anyway um but yeah if it could just hurry up and be over so we can like all crushed together into like a tiny table with a lot of chairs around it and then like some other people come in and then they get some more chairs and then we get like three packets of crisps and open them out in that way that you only do in pubs um that would be great so um would be great yeah (laughs) i agree this is my most humble wish um so yeah it just got me thinking about um about friendships but because I think obviously at the moment like things have changed so much but I think that things have probably changed for us anyway in terms of like reaching a bit of a milestone age and time of life so yeah yeah no I think I do I think that's yeah no uh similarly to you I have realized like throughout all of my my like it dips in and out of how I've approached my friendships and stuff through this time um that really every time I've come back and been like oh let me in let me in (laughs) like everyone is you know just they're all like my best mates and they just want to like hear from me and stuff and that's actually you know 
super nice and like you know i think i do a lot of uh doubting and like guilt tripping of like oh i'm not doing this and not doing that blah, blah blah but like actually you know just like chatting to your mates is a nice thing and they will appreciate it you know and they are yeah i feel like it's a time of life thing as well like you've got people who are going to be your mates uh pretty much no matter what for a very long long time and that's really really nice um yeah i do feel a like very very odd to have like turned i'm you know i'm not really about like age and stuff like that or whatever but i have like turned 30 mid pandemic like and have not really been able to uh you know i, I do have that sort of oh god like how much of my 30s is going to be this um mm. and like you know i'm like you know a young single woman I want to like be doing shit and you can't and it's and that is really hard to like butt up against over and over and over but you know we're here we are and we'll we'll be fine (laughs) eventually (laughs) yeah we we move we move yes and speaking of you know situations that we're yearning for and you know all being cramped in one space I think this would be a perfect time to do our track of the week um my track of the week i'll I'll just do it first because it kind of connects rather than asking you which you know feels weird because i feel like i always just ask first and now i feel rude i'm so sorry (laughs) um my track of the week is new uh first single release from romy who is off of was in the xx um and it's her song lifetime um yeah it is just like a really great sort of as self-described emotional club music um you know the the it's a song about wanting to be in the club with your mates or wanting to be out with your mates and you know being you know feeling love and feeling joy and blah 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 and also you know she's i read an article with her about the track and about like where she's going with the music and stuff and she said you know she's obsessed with the sort of combination of like euphoria and heartbreak um that you know a lot of songs give us like you know your robins your your charlie xx's etc you know there's there's always that your your green light oh let's talk about it um but yeah so it, it's one of those it's a great like you know poppy club banger and it's super fun so um that is Romy lifetime oh and queer as well so what more could you want that's a great choice that was also up there for me this week mm-hmm. um my track of the week this week is um an oldie but an absolute goldie and it comes um as a reminder to me um because i was watching rihanna's savage fenty volume two show on amazon prime um and there was this part of and if you don't know what that is it's basically her underwear brand does this kind of immersive sort of dance music theatrical kind of showcase and it also like showcases all of the um lingerie and stuff like that um so anyway and it has you know different musicians and different people in it and there was this bit of it which i really liked which was kind of like a sort of a sort of like queer fairy dreamland and um everyone was like everyone was kind of like uh, an imp or something and um it was very much like this fairy world and the soundtrack that they had um to this part of the show was um self-control by frank ocean um oh, and yeah. is there a better song like <laughs> not sure not. There is. 
um yeah so i love that song that is a very that is so queer longing vibes and um beautiful lyrics and um i just forgotten how much that was like one of my favorite songs ever so um i really enjoyed that that was part of the show and was a song in it so i've listened to it loads since then and that is my track of the week this week very good very good love it when you do an oldie but a goldie um you're good at that very nice a little bit of nostalgia and just such a great track to continue adding to our i must say stunningly eclectic and fun playlist if anybody yeah, I wants mean, it, it get it it's it's going to take you on a lot of different directions but it's really a flavor flavor of us so that's nice for everybody um yeah that's my track of the week um speaking of recorded media <laughs> any podcast recommendations this week lucy yeah i just um i have been i just started listening to actually a new um queer podcast which is called diking out um, oh yeah yeah which i i thought I, I was like when I, I came across it and i was like oh i think i've heard of that and i was like oh actually you know i'll give it a go um and basically it's just like two self-described dykes um talking about like all different topics and they sort of as it were dike out on it so they really like go deep dive on different topics um uh, i listened to two um so far uh i listened to one with um well one that was about bad lesbian movies and about like movies Uh that are like bad and good both uh in various different ways you know they talk about imagine me and you they talk about Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is a good one, just so you know. Uh, they talk about like loads of different, oh, what's it called? Um, oh my God, I can't remember. Anyway. Lo- the, Loving the Annabelle, the- is, is she in there? Say again. Is Loving Annabelle in there? No, they haven't mentioned Loving Annabelle. No, I've got about five minutes left though, so maybe it shall come up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that, that was, it was really fun and really funny. And then I also listened to the one with... Um, filmmaker director Desiree Akavan who did you know the bisexual and um education the miseducation sorry of Cameron Post uh and uh appropriate behavior as well um and sh- they talked a lot about like being Persian and queer about like they, they also talked a lot about um the bisexual which I remember like coming out and it being great and how it just sort of went away like so she talks about how she made this she put everything into this she made it and then it just didn't really go anywhere um and that like she was talking about like how she thinks that's because it was too niche um and uh how and then it made me think like how a lot of sort of queer content still has to sort of broaden itself out or water itself down in order to become um appeasable well not even appeasable but commercial uh, to become something that gets to be made more um that more of it gets to be made of or that gets to get the credit it sort of deserves and yeah I that like you, interesting you don't need to wonder for a long time why imagine me and you is as popular as it has been in exactly way. yeah um, definitely yeah um and i do think that that sort of is changing a bit and there are things that um are able to be uh not like your average broadened out stories or comedies etc and are given its praise case in point something like portrait of a lady on fire so um yeah but it was a really interesting she's a really interesting person and it was a great conversation and one of the presenters of diking out is also 
Persian and queer so they had like a lot to talk about in that in that sense that was really interesting um but yeah there there are loads of great sounding episodes I just wanted to shout out a couple that I will definitely be listening to so they're all called like whatever the thing is with like the guest um and there's says raised by gay mums lesbian sex scenes there's pop music with so baby girl our absolute hun so i will be that one straight away and then there was one that is simply called hats (laughs) (laughs) and we have spoken on the very subject i was was just gonna say one (laughs) of our earlier episodes was about hats exactly so um i'll be listening to that as well it's really fun it's they are funny there were two original co-hosts and now it's um one person is is different but i've listened to episodes of of all of them and they're all funny they're all comedians so they you know they know how to chat uh if you had to be a hat what hat what style of hat would you be do you mean right so whenever people ask this question are you asking whenever me, people ask this question <laughs> how many people have asked you this question no whenever people ask this kind of question you know what this would you be what that would you be do you yeah. mean what one do i want to be or do you mean which one am i which one which one are you okay. i want to get to the to the crux i think i'm just like something really But I think I'm just like a really boring beanie that you just like put on and you're like, but it goes all the way over your ears so no one can hear you. (laughs) Shut yourself away in your beanie. (laughs) Or like I'm a really big hood. (laughs) Anyway, what what hat are you? (laughs) Um, I am definitely an 80s visor. Oh, you are as well. You yeah. absolutely are. You've you've got you you see someone's asked you this question before. <laughs> they you... haven't, but I just thought of it now and I thought, yeah, that's that's what I am. Like like it likes to think that it's style over substance, but actually is it style at all? And um also you can get like it's gonna look embarrassing in photos in the next couple of years, but at the time you're just living your best life. Um and it's entirely impractical and the top of your head is inevitably going to get burned to a crisp. Um, but you can stick your ponytail through it and surely that's the most important thing. Yeah. Wear it while you're floating on a lilo. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Um, Maybe play a bit of volleyball. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm really glad that we have established what hat we are. Um, <laughs> are there any recorded audio mediums that you have been listening to? Um, so a couple of um, new ones or new ones of old ones, but a brand new podcast that I have listened to this week is um, Trixie Mattel and Catcher's podcast, which is so aptly called The Bald and the Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and their podcast is all about um, beauty standards and different standards of beauty and queer standards of beauty, um, historical standards of beauty. So um, this first episode was kind of a bit more general, but I think they're going to have lots of different um, guests on to talk about their own experiences with um, how they have gone after certain beauty standards and what different beauty standards mean to them. Um, Yeah, and obviously it's like within the context of them being drag queens, but also having like entirely different um, male personas and sort of existing in two kind of 
beauty standard states and how they sort of live those two different lives um so yeah it was interesting and funny and if you like uh, then you'll like it because it's <laughs> kind of more of a long form slightly more chilled out version of that um uh, what else have i listened to so um have you ever listened to armchair expert by dak shepherd no but i've heard you recommend it before i remember yeah so i listened to that and um this week so it's it's well kind of documented that um dax shepherd has um struggled with addiction over the years he's been in aa and he's 16 years sober but in the last few weeks he since had um a relapse um after that time and he for a number of reasons that he goes into on the podcast decided that the best course of action would be to go completely public about that and to explain um the kind of story behind that what led to that and um yeah just just be really honest about it to people that you know listen to him maybe inspired by him maybe addicts themselves you know all of those all of those things so he decided for a lot of different reasons that that was going to be the best way to go forward after this relapse so he has a conversation with his um co-host who's also his best friend monica padman and they usually present the podcast together and usually have a guest but this week it was just the two of them right and he spoke just really kind of candidly about the events that led up to that relapse the relapse itself and kind of where he is now i think there'd probably be you know a lot of people who have different opinions on that you know is it a self-indulgent thing to um be talking about this in this way at this time but i do think that a lot of people who listen to him do so because they feel an affinity with him whether it's through addiction in the same way or or not and um i can definitely respect why he chose to do this and i think it must have been really really hard um because obviously you um can only believe what you're being told but i believe what he was saying was was honest and i don't think that it that it was an easy thing for him to have done and i think that the honesty will help him and probably help other people as well and it was um it was really interesting to hear someone with that platform and with that level of you know celebrity be that open about their own yeah sort of shortcomings or or struggles because i think you know all of us to a lesser or greater degree especially you know even when we're talking to our friends and even you know on this podcast which will have like a one millionth of the percent of listeners that his does like there is that sense of self-consciousness of like not wanting to bear absolutely everything like i can barely tell the truth to myself sometimes about some things but his level of um honesty on that you know whatever your opinion is i think has to be um commended because telling the truth in that kind of radical way is so hard definitely and um yeah i i think that i just really respected it so um if you are interested in that or if you um 
I don't know. If you want to listen to it, then it's there and listen to it if you want to. Yeah, sounds um, very, very um, interesting. And yeah, one thing that one thing that he said one thing that he says sucks though is that obviously he's married to Kristen Bell and he was saying like probably the worst thing about all of this is that for the next year at least every single interview that she does all of her great work achievements charity stuff business stuff is going to just be overshadowed with people asking questions about his relapse and sobriety um but he just said it's kind of that that's his biggest sadness but that on balance this was the better thing to do from what they had discussed so yeah go and listen to that um i have listened to um so conan o'brien needs a friend he has some great guests michelle obama um returned to the podcast for a second time um spoke a lot about um why now more than ever it's super important to vote and the um political the political climate um that america finds that the u.s finds itself in at the moment and um i also listened to gloria steinem on jamila jamil's podcast and they got into a bit of a debate actually which was quite interesting um Mm. about um about sex workers rights and the context around um legalizing um sex work and uh people sex and, and se- from a, from a sex worker's perspective and from people who seek out sex workers um oh, interesting so you know if you are interested in that then um it's an interesting conversation to listen to because i do think that sometimes um with with these types of podcasts where people do get access to amazing guests sometimes you get into a bit of um a scenario where everybody is just agreeing and you wonder if they actually like can you possibly agree with someone to that level on every single thing every single week and it it felt good to listen to two clearly very intelligent um women who know their stuff on a lot of these issues um thoughtfully debating in a way that felt constructive which i don't think you always hear um, yeah. on those kind of celebrity interview style podcasts so um yeah i would recommend that as well so whilst we totally agree with a well-reasoned debate between two uh, intelligent people there are some things that we absolutely i was gonna say what's that phrase get, get us what's that phrase get a, sti- a stick in my craw a craw in my a sti- what it, i don't know it's time for <laughs> i don't agree with it uh, yes, sorry, following that, um, what don't you agree with, apart from me trying to force idioms into this podcast and failing every single time? <laughs> I'm never mad at an idiom, as you know, so, you know, you just you just stay out there doing the work. Um, my, I don't agree with it this week, though, is, um, so I've, I've got into watching a bit more, like, real-life TV, um, so I've seen a lot more adverts, maybe, than than I normally would, and... What I don't agree with, and this has been the case for like years, so I don't know why it's still happening because it's very annoying, is when on adverts, so it's usually banks, um, they do an advert where they do this really earnest spoken word piece that is supposed to like ingratiate its audience um, by them being just so normal. And... I find it the most cringeworthy thing in the world. 
And so it's usually just like, I don't know. I saw one yesterday where this guy was like making a cup of tea and was like, no, he was making a pint and he was like, local. That's what we are. Just like this pint of beer. And I just thought, no. <laughs> it, it is very much like the advertising equivalent of trying to make fetch happen. It's just not going to happen. Oh my um, God, yes. Yeah, it's not going to happen for me and it's not going to happen for anybody. So um, I find it very annoying and it is such a thing. Like it's not just one advert, it's so many adverts and I will not be agreeing with it. I completely agree with you not agreeing with it. And actually, I'm just going to piggyback on your I don't agree with this week because I have some things to say about this and we don't need to go on for too long. But literally... Physically, last night we had a conversation about adverts and we decided that there are only like, I think it's four or five types of advert and they're all equally as annoying. They are spoken word earnestness. They are anthropomorphizing in some sort of kooky way an animal. Fucking yes. So much. Then that's been going on for far too long. You mean you don't love compare the meerkat? (laughs) No. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And then there's... um, oh, look, it's every type of person and aren't, and don't lesbians love chips, you know, so. Oh my God, yeah. You were clearly watching the Bake Off ads last <laughs> night because these were all from that. And then the final type of ad and probably one of the least offensive in some ways, but that's just because I think we're so desensitized to it, is cars slash perfume, <laughs> which are just the same, which is a lot of swooping and dust. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I also just don't agree with stupid adverts trying to like do stupid things, make me feel things because I don't want to. And I just hate them so much. And I I agree. I think all ads essentially are bad now. I haven't seen a good ad for a thousand years. I don't know if that's also because I just don't care about people trying to sell things to me anymore. Anyway, (laughs) I guess, so I guess I, my, I don't agree with it is capitalism <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I we think don't have time for that that's, that's yeah, we're gonna need more than just this segment to unpack that so maybe that's for um uh-huh. next week oh lovely and now on to um a very special woman in our lives who absolutely would never try and sell us chips it can be no other but celine watch so another week, another gorgeously stunning Celine. Um, what does she have to say for herself this week, Lucy? Well, as we all know, it's been quite a sort of drought time for Celine. And this is just a very short uh, Celine watch. Um, uh, and uh, basically, I start to do the research we do, you know, some weeks to try and figure out a Celine watch. And I discovered that six... Six of the top ten entries on the news tab of Google for Celine Dion were about her finally showing off her natural curls on Instagram to us all. <laughs> that is, and actually, talking of chips, sort of look like curly fries. <laughs> so <laughs> that is what uh, the world wants to say about Celine this week, apparently, oh. and they are desperate to say it. They are six out of ten. They are sixty percent wanting to talk about it. <laughs> That's math, and I can do that math. That's stunning for me. So, yeah, that is all I could find on Celine this week. She does have stunning natural curly hair, and she should have it out more often. She does, and it it harkens back to that Eurovision performance that she did when she was only a bright young thing with curly hair. So, yeah, I forget she has curly hair, but uh, loving that natural look for you, Celine. Looking gorgeous, as per. Absolutely, absolutely. Keep doing it. Keep doing you. 
so i think that concludes everything for this week thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us we absolutely love having you here um in our makeshift living room where covid does not exist and we can all sit on the same sofa how nice um but we won't be here next week because i am not going to be here but then we'll be back for a spooky special just in time for halloween but um you hopefully won't be um, visited by any poltergeists in the meantime. And until that ghostly hour, we will be loving you, leaving you and longing for you until then. Bye. Bye. So Olivia, Mm. Mm. what what do you want to do first? (laughs) 